Welcome to the Pittsburgh Attorney Podcast, the podcast where you can learn what you need to do if you or a loved one have been charged with a crime in Western Pennsylvania. On today's episode, we're going to talk about all things DUI, ARD, first-time DUIs, multiple DUIs, underage DUI, and much more. Some of this information can be found in my book, but today we're going to talk about all things DUI. And my book can be found in the link below on Amazon or on my website at frankwalkerlaw.com. Let's talk about what happens if you have been charged with a crime. You are charged with a crime in Pennsylvania. You've just been arraigned. You've made bond. And now you're out on bond awaiting your preliminary hearing. The first thing you need to do is remain calm. A lot of times people get very anxious. Their anxiety takes the, gets the best of them. And they want to go out and start making phone calls. They want to talk to their friends. They want to post to social media. They want to call the cop. They want to call the court. Do everything they can do to try to get it resolved right then and there. Because they think society has told them that all their legal problems can be resolved in an hour. Like Law and Order or any other SVU or any other legal show. It doesn't work like that in real life. The best thing you can do is remain calm. The second thing you need to do is contact a criminal defense lawyer. And here's why. Many times people want to contact any attorney. They'll contact their family law attorney. They'll contact their contract attorney. They're a stated lawyer. They may be very well at what they do, very good at what they do. But if they don't do criminal defense work in that county where you're facing charges, they're probably going to run into some trouble. You need the best advocate for you to, to face those charges and represent you on those charges in that county for which you are facing. And even in criminal defense, you want them specialized in your particular area. If it's a DUI, you want to contact a Pittsburgh DUI attorney. If it's a sex assault, you want to contact a Pittsburgh sex assault attorney because there are certain attorneys who do certain types of criminal defense and you want to make sure you find the one that best suits your needs at that time. So remain calm, contact an attorney to help represent you. Now here at our firm, we represent all types of criminal defense cases from the summary offense of trespassing or summary offense of disorderly conduct or underage drinking or fake ID, all the way up to the death penalty homicide case. We represent everyone in between. It can be firearms, drugs, sex assault, theft, retail theft, theft of services, white collar crime. We've done it all. We've seen it all. And we have experience in those types of cases. So we can handle everything from the traffic ticket all the way up to the death penalty homicide case. Now, let's talk about Pittsburgh DUI offenses. Now, it's a very, unfortunately, popular offense that we see in our office because people always go out to games. They come for casinos. They come for different events and they have too much to drink or they have a little bit, a little bit of something to drink. And then they get in the car and they make the bad decision of driving. Now, previously, a lot of times people would say, oh, you made a mistake. Well, it's it's tough to consider that a mistake now because we have all these resources. We have Uber, we have Lyft, we have all these different options where you can go out and get a safe ride home. Unfortunately, people make the bad decision of getting behind the wheel of a car and unsafely operating a vehicle. Now, when you're stopped by police for a DUI, they're going to do several things. They're going to talk about your bloodshot eyes, your unsteady gait, the odor of alcohol emanating from your person. Those are the big three to always see in all the reports. They're going to have you do some field sobriety tests. Then they're going to ask you to, if you want to blow into the breathalyzer, they're also going to ask you if you want to go to the hospital to get some blood. Now, it's very important that in Pennsylvania, you have to give blood. If you refuse the blood draw from a DUI stop, 
your license will be suspended for one year. Now you can fight that, but it's very tough to overcome that refusal. Now, what I like to tell people when they're stopped for a DUI, just go through the actions, go through all the motions. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Go through the actions. You can fight the DUI later. You're not going to win that DUI stop on the side of the road at three o'clock in the morning. You're just not. The best course of action, go through all the actions, go through everything. Remember what you can from that interaction, badge numbers, badge names, all that thing, all those things. Take it back to the attorney later on. In Pennsylvania, there are three tiers of DUI. And you need to find out where you fall within those three tiers because each of the measurements will determine the possible jail time and also the possible length of your license suspension. So you want to get all that paperwork and take it back to your attorney, your DUI attorney, preferably, who can understand what need, what steps need to be taken to defend you in that case. So let's talk about what happens if you get arrested for a DUI and you got a lot on the line. Most people, when they get arrested for a DUI, it's probably their first offense or it's their first interaction with the criminal justice system. Why is that important? Because your anxiety, again, it will take over. You will immediately think that your life is over. You're going to think that you're going to lose your job. You're going to go to jail. You're going to go to prison. You're going to be in the news. You're going to be in a newspaper and everyone's going to know that you had a DUI. Fortunately, there are many people who have had a DUI in the past and they've overcome that. It's just been a bump in the road. Now, when you get a DUI, the first thing you want to do is contact a criminal defense lawyer, a DUI attorney who can help you with those charges. Now, sometimes people think, well, I'm going to just do it myself or I can go with the public defender. Let's talk about both options. Doing it yourself, terrible idea. Terrible idea. Now, public defender. Public defenders are great attorneys. They are excellent attorneys. They know their way around the courtroom. They've been doing it for a long time and they are very good public servants. However, you have to couple your anxiety with their public service. You're going to want immediate attention. You're going to require immediate and consistent attention to be walked through the process. Public defenders don't have that time to give you that devoted attention every single day that you need it or as often as you need it. They're not going to be able to sit down with you. In most cases, they're not going to be able to sit down with you and go over that process and walk you through everything and literally hold your hand throughout the process. That's why there's a difference between the private attorneys and the public defenders. It may not be on the legal acumen. They both may know the same steps. They both can walk you through the process. It's just that the public defenders may not have the time to devote to you for that individualized attention that you need. So you may go with the public defender, but you may not be able to speak with them or talk with them as frequently as you would like for your anxiety level. And again, because this is your first offense, you may not understand how much you need to speak with your attorney. You may not understand that how this process works. Everyone's showing up at the courthouse at the same time. You're in a huge room. Everyone's running all over the places. The cops are running all over the places and you have no idea what's going on. A private attorney can come in, calm you down. Hey, relax. This is what we're going to do. This is what you need to do. You're not going to testify here. You're going to remain silent. You're going to have a seat. You're going to let me do the work. Private attorneys can go in and make sure that you understand the process at every step of the way that you need to help with your anxiety and help with your charges. I think that's the major difference. So when you are charged with a DUI, find a DUI attorney. Don't try to do it yourself. Please don't. There are many times people think I can go online. I can listen to a podcast. I can watch YouTube. I can do whatever I need to do to get the information I need. Don't do that. 
don't do that. I'm this is the podcast you're listening to or you're watching or you're hearing and you're hearing my voice and you're thinking, let me get information so I can defend myself. I'm telling you, do not defend yourself because there's so many different steps you can make missteps you can make. And if you make those missteps, they can be critical in jail time, prison time and your loss of license. So let's talk a little bit about first time offenders with DUI in Pittsburgh. For first-time offenders, many times you may be eligible for the ARD program. And ARD stands for Accelerated Rehabilitative Disposition. ARD program is very popular for first-time offenders. Everyone's searching for them because if you successfully complete the ARD program, it could be classes, community service. It can be AA meetings. It can be paying back fines, paying back costs, safe driving classes. It can be a combination of everything with a period of probation to make sure you complete all those things. Everything can be wiped off your record as if it never happened. It's a beautiful thing to see, but you must go through the steps, every single step of the ARD process. You must do the ARD interview where you talk about your family, your background, how they can contact you, your insurance, and they go over your license suspension. If there is a license suspension, you go through the ARD plea period where you go in, you enter the ARD program. It's not a conviction while you're in the program. You go in and say, yes, I agree to these terms of the ARD program. I will do exactly what you asked me to do. And then afterwards, I expect in exchange for me doing everything, the charges will be dismissed and eventually expunged from my record. So if you're a first time offender or if you're first time after 10 years, you've gotten a DUI and it's maybe it's your second DUI, but it's after 10 years, you are eligible for the ARD program. Now, it is not a guarantee. People always think, oh, it's my first DUI or it's my second DUI, but it's after 10 years. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the ARD program. I can just do this myself. Well, sometimes there may be a restriction against the ARD program. If someone was injured in your DUI, if something was harmed, like a telephone pole or someone's property, or someone objects to you going into the ARD program, let's say it's your first time offense and you have an interaction with the officer where you're arguing, fighting, resisting arrest, and there's some other charges that go along with the DUI, you may be removed from consideration of the ARD program. Other charges that may exclude you, let's say there's a firearm in the vehicle or there's some other weapon in the vehicle or you're charged with something else in addition to the DUI. They're all different moving parts that could exclude you from the ARD program. So don't think just because it's your first DUI, your first DUI offense, you're automatically going to get into the ARD program. Don't think that. Always consult with a criminal defense lawyer who can say, yes, you're eligible, or maybe there's some things we need to do, some charges we need to get dismissed before we can apply and get you in to the ARD program for first-time DUI offenders. Let's talk about if you want to maybe contest the charges and then have ARD on the back burner. Many times in different counties in Western Pennsylvania, Allegheny, Washington, Beaver, Westmoreland, all these counties, they have different protocols for the ARD program. In some counties, you can get the ARD program at the preliminary hearing. The attorney can help you out, talk to the officer, talk to the prosecutor and say, hey, are they eligible for the program? If not, what do they need to do to get into the program? And you can know right from the beginning that you're eligible for it. Some counties are saying, all right, either you take it now or you can test the charges. And if you can test the charges, it's never going to be offered again. So you really have to know your jurisdiction, where you are. Talk to a DUI attorney who can really explain that process for you in that jurisdiction, because one county may do it one way and one county may do it a different way. And you have to understand that county's rules, local rules for ARD consideration.
So now let's talk about what if ARD is not for you. Let's say it's your second time DUI offense. You may be eligible for not really a diversion program where you can get it dismissed, but it's a program that diverts your case from the normal track of DUI charges. In certain counties, like Allegheny County, we have what we call the Phoenix program, where you go to certain judges who really handle second DUI offenses. And they're really specialized on handling those DUI offenses. It may not get wiped off your record, but you're getting a judge who primarily handles those offenses. A lot of times you can do some negotiation instead of jail time. You may be able to argue for house arrest. I mean, your attorney may be able to argue for house arrest, home incarceration, which is the little bracelet you put on your your ankle telling you where you can go, when you can go. Now, let's say it's a third DUI. You may be eligible for what they call DUI court where you're going in front of a judge who handles all of the third DUIs and anything in excess of a third DUI. They may get you into a DUI program called DUI court, where you go through a process, you're going to actually enter a plea, and they're going to hold that plea in abeyance until you do certain things and make sure you do certain things. So the third DUI, it could call for state prison time. And in order for you not to go to state prison, you want to make sure the judge wants to make sure that this needs to stop. And they want to send that message clearly to you that, you know, if it doesn't stop, either you're going to be in prison or you're going to end up killing someone because you can't stop drunk driving. So you want to make sure that if you're eligible for a DUI program, whether it be ARD, Phoenix Court or DUI Court, make sure your attorney explains those options to you so you know exactly what you're facing. And there's some other diversionary programs for narcotics, like probation without verdict, if it's simple possession. We could talk about that later on other episodes of the podcast. Let's talk about the look back period for DUIs. As of right now, as of the recording of this podcast, the look back period is 10 years. And there are some cases that are on review with the Supreme Court that may change that as far as the DUI look back period versus the DMV look back period. But as of right now, it is 10 years. Let's talk about underage DUIs in Pennsylvania. Now, you have to be 21 to drink. No questions. Now, if you're under the age of 21 and you drink, you're probably going to get an underage consumption citation. If you're under the age of 21 and you drink and drive and you are caught drinking and driving, then no question, you're going to get charged with a DUI. Now, the process is a little bit different because they really don't have to prove all of the factors as they would as a regular DUI because you're underage. You don't need to be drinking anyway, and you can't be drinking because you're not 21. Now, they'll go through the process, the field sobriety test, the odor of alcohol emanating from your person, the bloodshot eyes, the unsteady gait. They'll go through all that. The problem you're going to have as a, a juvenile DUI is that now you're not even 21 yet, or in some cases you're not even 18, and you're starting off on the wrong foot. Now the DMV has a record of you drinking and driving. And the criminal court has a record of you drinking and driving. And you need to make sure you keep a clean record because sometimes you, you're you maybe not even college yet or you're in college and you're paying for a tuition that when you get out, now you have a criminal record and a degree. How's that going to work out for your job prospects? So you want to make sure you maintain a clean record. So for underage DUIs, you want to make sure you get into some type of diversionary program to keep that off your record. Because you want to, as you graduate high school, you graduate college, you're going to graduate school, you're going to buy a house, or you're going to apply for a job, they're going to run a background check. And if you have an underage DUI around 16, 17, 18 years old, that can come back to haunt you when you're in your 20s or 30s. And now so you're looking for a job, but now they look at how irresponsible you were as a child, and that could follow you. 
So make sure you find a DUI attorney who can help keep that off your record and get that expunged from anyone ever seeing that later on in life. Let's talk a little bit about misdemeanors and felony DUIs in Pennsylvania. Typically, a first, second offense in Pennsylvania, it's a misdemeanor, no question. Anything over a third offense, they can charge it as a felony. They can charge it as a felony, and now you're looking at state time, state prison time. Misdemeanors, you're looking at maybe jail time, but as a third offense felony, and they charge it as a felony, it remains a felony, and you get convicted of a felony DUI in Pennsylvania, you could be looking at state time. Let's talk about CDL licenses. If you are charged with a DUI, whether you are in your company vehicle driving or you have your personal vehicle and you're charged with the DUI, your CDL could be in jeopardy because they're going to look at it as at that point, whether you were driving a personal vehicle or a business vehicle, you chose to put yourself in jeopardy and put others in jeopardy of their safety of being on the road. So they're going to view that as some type of challenge to your CDL. And you're going to have to fight the suspension of your, of your CDL license. And if you don't, it could be suspended for minimum of a year, sometimes even longer than that. So you have to make sure if you have a CDL, let's say you're driving your personal vehicle and you're coming to Pennsylvania, you get a DUI, you think you're going through the ARD program, you think everything's good, and you enter the ARD program, then oops, afterwards, your CDL is suspended because you didn't even pay attention to it, or you missed the letters in the mail from PennDOT telling you, hey, you need to address this, or it's going to be suspended on this day. And PennDOT, they don't run things concurrently. If there is a suspension, they're going to run everything consecutively, meaning one after another. So you may get a suspension for your regular license for maybe six months, and then they may suspend your CDL in excess of a year following the six-month suspension. So please, if you have a CDL license, don't think simply because you were driving your personal vehicle that it can't be affected. It could be, but you have to make sure you get a DUI attorney to address that and tell you all the possible challenges that you may face with a CDL license if you get a DUI. Let's talk now a little bit about the differences between the criminal side and the administrative side. Many times when someone gets arrested for a DUI in Pennsylvania, they think, oh, all I have to do is deal with what happens in the court system. That's the criminal side. But you're going to start getting letters, big, thick envelopes from PennDOT, and they're going to explain to you what they're going to try to do with your license. And your license to drive could be suspended and access to whatever criminal penalty you are facing in the court. So you go through the court system, everything's good, you get ARD, or you get to the Phoenix court program, and you get house arrest, or you get to DUI court, and you get maybe a county sentence, or you don't get jail time, you get probation. But now your license is suspended. Let's say you just ignore that. Your license is suspended, and you're driving on a suspended license due to a DUI. Now that's an additional charge. They call it the 1543B. And under that statute, you, your license could be suspended even more, even further. And if it's suspended even further, now you're looking at jail time for the 1543B. So ironically, you can get probation for your DUI. Your license can be suspended. You drive on that suspended license while on probation for the DUI, and you get a 1543B. Now you're charged and looking at jail time for driving on a suspended license. So you can get jail time for driving on a suspended license from the DUI and not get jail time for the underlying DUI. So please, if your license is suspended, please comply with that suspension. Don't think, oh, I can just drive to the store. I can just go get something real quick. I can pick up the kids. No, they're, they're out there. And the chances of you getting caught are, are pretty high.
Now you may think, oh, I, it's just a couple months, just a couple trips. I can, I can make this work. The consequences are too heavy. Just don't do it. So if you get a criminal offense, DUI, take care of the criminal charges, but also know there is an administrative process running alongside of it, parallel to your criminal process, and they can suspend your license. And if you're caught driving on a suspended license, it can bounce you back to the criminal side once again, and you could be facing jail time and another suspension of your license. Now, let's talk a little bit about the administrative process and us helping and assisting with that process for your license suspension. Now, our office handles license suspensions all the time. And usually what we'll do, we'll file a motion that will stay any proceeding with the DMV pending the outcome of your criminal process. Because we don't want them suspending your license if we may be able to fight the DUI charge in criminal court and you're found not guilty. Then we can go back and challenge the suspension in a different statutory appeal. So yes, we can help you with your DUI charges in criminal court, and we can also help you with your license suspension and statutory appeals. Let's talk about out-of-state DUIs. Let's say you're licensed to drive in Pennsylvania and you go down to West Virginia right across the border and you get a DUI at the game or you get a DUI at the casino in West Virginia. Now you're facing charges in West Virginia for a DUI charge. One, you have to fight those charges in West Virginia with a West Virginia DUI attorney. Now, if your license is suspended you, as a result of your DUI in West Virginia, Pennsylvania could honor that and suspend your license in Pennsylvania. So you need to find out which states play well together, the interaction, if they communicate to one another, which most states do. Don't think, okay, I'll just go to West Virginia and I can just drive, drink and drive. And if my license gets suspended, I don't have to worry about it. It doesn't work like that. Odds are they're going to communicate back to Pennsylvania, tell them about your license. And all of a sudden, now you're facing a license suspension in Pennsylvania. So please, just don't drink and drive. You don't have to worry about those jurisdictional nightmares. Just don't drink and drive. So many other options out there. Call a Uber, call a Lyft, call a friend. Just don't drink and drive. Let's talk a bit about your, your mental health and your, your psychological health when it comes to DUI, multiple DUI offenses. Now, unfortunately, many times we represent people on multiple cases, on consecutive cases. They got the first DUI. Now they came back with the second DUI. Now they're on the third or fourth. Probably around the second one, I'm going to sit you down and say, listen, I, I don't have a problem representing you. We can get you out of this criminal side. But let's talk a little bit long term. What, what's your plan? Because this is your second time in my office in six months. And I want to make sure you're OK, because selfishly, I'm on that same road you're on. And I can recognize some of those roads where you got that DUI. My kids drive those roads. And I want to be safe, just like every other person in Pennsylvania wants to be safe when they're going out to Walmart, Giant Eagle, wherever, running their errands or going to school or going to work. So we can't have you on the road doing this multiple times. So what do you need to do to get healthy? I can recommend counselors. I can recommend inpatient treatment, outpatient treatment. Our office has a good relationship with other treatment options and people count who, who are counselors, who psychiatrists who deal with this on a daily basis. And this is their life's work. And we can make a referral to make sure you get the help you need. So now you're not coming to my office for a third, fourth, or unfortunately, maybe even a fifth DUI. Because that's not what we want. I don't want that. You don't want that. And the people who are driving on these roads, they don't want that. These officers, they don't want to stop you time and time again and keep arresting you, keep suspending your license. And now you're just known. They know when they see the red Nissan out in this part of town, that's probably you driving. Because they know your car. They know when you drive and where you go because they work in that township and they're watching the roads because they want to make sure people are safe on the roads. 
So if you're out there, you have multiple DUIs and you're coming in my office, we're going to have a talk and we're going to have a talk to make sure you're okay and make sure you get the help you need and we can make that referral for you so you can call these people and get the help you need. I want to talk a little bit about the suspension of your license. Many people don't know, they don't understand that in Pennsylvania, there is an implied consent law, which means that once you get your license, it's, it's implied that you will consent to a draw of your blood when they stop you for suspicion of a DUI. And if you don't comply with that, your license is going to be suspended for one year. So you may, you may win your DUI. You may go to criminal court, go through the entire process, go to trial, be found not guilty. PennDOT will still suspend your license. They could still suspend your license for one year. You may take a plea for a DUI for your second offense and get probation or get time served for the time you spent in jail for the 48 hours or, or the one week in jail. And you may think the case is over. All you got to do is pay court costs. Well, surprise, surprise, you're going to get a letter from PennDOT telling you, oh, your license is suspended for one year because you refused. Now, when you're at the scene, and you're trying to make these decisions through your head, someone in your mind is going to tell you, oh, I saw somewhere where if you just refuse, they can't have any evidence against me for the DUI because they don't have my breath and they don't have my blood. So I'm just going to refuse everything. They can still find you guilty of the DUI and they can suspend your license for a year if you refuse the blood test. So please, if you remember nothing else from this podcast, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you are stopped in Pennsylvania, and you are offered a blood test and you refuse, your license can be suspended for one year. And it's very tough to defeat that. Let's talk a little bit about the reckless driving or a wet reckless charge that has affectionately been called in different states. Now in Pennsylvania, they don't have a wet reckless charge. They may reduce it down to a reckless driving, but it's very tough. And each county has their own little local rules and nuances and their policies of the prosecutor's office as to their ability and their, their, their willingness to reduce it down from a DUI charge to a reckless driving. It all depends on your jurisdiction. It all depends on your attorney, the prosecutor, and in most cases, the officer. The officer is going to have the most say. She or he can say, listen, let's give the kid a break or let's give the guy a break. Let's give the lady a break. She did something stupid. She was very cooperative when I stopped her. I had no problems with her, no problems whatsoever. I hate to see this. It was right over the threshold. And I really don't want to see her jammed up. But if you're willing to give her a break, give her a break. That's going to vary. It's going to vary from county to county, township to township, and officer to officer. So, yes, you, in some cases, rare cases, you can get your DUI reduced to a reckless driving charge. There, there are, and that's going to depend on a lot of factors. Some of those factors are the officer, how you treated the officer, that interaction between you as the client or potential client and that officer at the scene, whether anyone was injured whether it was your first arrest or subsequent, whether how, why they stopped you, were you speeding? Was it in a school zone? Was it in a, a busy zone? Was it in a wide open space? The attorney and their, and their advocacy on your behalf, what were you willing to do to get that reduced? Are you willing to do classes? Are you willing to do AA meetings? Are you willing to do some type of probationary period? There are just so many different variables that go into whether or not it can be reduced to a reckless. And again, those are the rare occasions, and it's going to depend, I can't stress enough, it's going to depend on each county's local rules and their policies and what the prosecutor has enabled and empowered their assistants to do and work out and those deals they can make at the magistrate court when you first get arrested. Thanks again for listening to this podcast episode. If you need to contact us, you can visit us online 
frankwalkerlaw.com or give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 412-532-6805. That's 412-532-6805.